You're listening to Radio MD. She's a chiropractic physician, lecturer, author, entrepreneur, and talk show host. She's Dr. Suzanne Bennett. It's time now for Wellness for Life Radio. Here's Dr. Suzanne. We all want to feel strong, vibrant, and joyful throughout our lives, but physical, emotional, and mental stressors can get in the way of experiencing it as your very, very, very best daily. So today we have my good friend, Dr. Evelyn Leon, the founder of the Institute of Conscious Health. Now she's a board certified physician in anti-aging, regenerative and functional medicine, and is the author of Into the Heart of Health, Reaching Your Health Threshold and An Unshakable Balance in Mind, Body and Emotions. Welcome, Dr. Evie. Hi, Suzanne. I'm so happy to be here with you today. And you have such a positive mindset. You understand more than anyone I know the different layers of health. So it's really my pleasure to have this conversation with you today. Well, I'm I'm so excited to talk about things. I mean, you and I, whenever we get together, we there's health is always in the air, right? Whatever we're sharing. But what what I really want to dive into is is your book, Into the Heart of Health. And there's in the title, uh, there's this part where it says reaching your health threshold. I'd like you to give us an explanation what that means. What is the health threshold in your definition? Okay, so we both understand the you know, supplementation. So we both know how we can bring the balance, the body in the balance with supplements. And it works for a while. I mean, patients are happy, they're getting their hormones, their supplements, but at a certain, there comes a point where at a certain time, it doesn't work as well anymore. And I realized that we needed to involve more layers of health into uh, the scheme of health that we had already. Uh, so mind, body, and spirit have to be balanced in order to find this vibrant state of health. We need to bring joy in the heart, clarity in the mind, and ease in the body. That's what I always tell my patients. The three components of health are very important. So I realize that this happens at a very fine balance. So it's a very fine-tuned balance that we reach when our mind is clear, our body is balanced, and our spirit is joyful, happy, and at ease. So I've been putting things together and uh, creating those uh, mind-guided body scans that can help us reach this health threshold. So it's really a full experience that we have, and we can take that through the day. We can maintain that over the years when we have a steady practice. So the health threshold is a concept, yes, but it's an experience as well. Well, let's let's dive in and, and let's talk about what really inspired you then. Was it because of some of the patients that you were uh, seeing that they really needed more information? And, or did you find that there was a, a missing part of, of medicine that you felt people really needed to connect to? Yeah, I always felt that something was missing because I studied psychology, medicine. I had, you know, the main elements for the mind and the body, but I felt that there was an element that was really missing and that without that, we couldn't achieve a lasting, vibrant health. We could be, you know, we could feel healthy, have good blood tests, but not feel completely good and, and steady in our health. Uh, so it's really 
during my experience, yes, with patients, because I, I would see how they would feel better, and then a stressor comes around, and their health is completely out again, just because they can, they don't, they haven't established the health threshold and the steadiness in themselves to withstand the stresses. And as we know, most illnesses now are stress-induced, and we need to become resilient to stress. So that's the missing point that I saw, uh, you know, I, I studied medicine, then went into functional medicine, got some of the answers. But it's really during my spiritual journey, I, you know, I did yoga for many, many years. Uh, I started yoga at 15, meditation. So I explored the holistic arts as much as I explored medicine and come, came to a point where I really wanted to put them together because of my personal experience too, they have helped me both. I believe in conventional medicine, in holistic medicine, as much as I believe in meditation and breath work. And I think we need all of that. And it's a time where really all the different uh, holistic healing uh, that we, you know, they have worked for millions of years. Uh, people have, uh, since the beginning of time, they have learned how to breathe. They have taught themselves how to breathe. Sleep therapy, you know, I took a trip to Greece where I explored uh, Greek medicine, the origin of Greek medicine through Asclepius. And we visited those uh, vestigial temples, you know, whatever's left of them. But we were uh, told what really they were doing. And what they were doing is using sleep therapy, water cleanse, and putting people in a state of self-hypnosis. And that's, that's, that was the medicine at that time. That's what they had to heal their, their patients. And I don't know how... We, today, we just rely on x-rays, surgery, and medication. doesn't make sense. So we came uh, a little further now with you know, using supplements and hormones, understanding that the body, as we age or as we have stresses in life, uh, becomes imbalanced, and we need to bring this ba back this balance in order for the body to do what it's supposed to do. But we haven't thought about all the other things that can help us that we can literally put into medicine. And it's really bringing a balance because we, we go far out with conventional medicine, with surgeries, and we have advances in conventional medicine, which I totally honor that are wonderful. But we also need to know that not everything can be addressed in that way. Mm. I love the fact that you, you know, start up with the body being in balance. And uh, you mentioned about your yoga practice. Not everyone connects to yoga. Um, I love yoga, but there are a lot of my patients, you know, they won't do yoga. Uh, but anything of some form of uh, daily or at least two to three times a week in a physical movement type, whether it's dancing, uh, whether it's hiking, I think that is um, what you're, you're, you're trying to sh share about the body being in balance. And um, the, your holistic approach is wonderful because you give many different types of uh, recommendations in your book and what you can do. But um, I think that the biggest thing when it comes to the body is for you to understand and feel the body. Under some, some people don't even understand what it really feels like when you feel at peace in the body, right? When you're relaxed um, and they don't even know what the body balance, the, the word balance means because they're not connected to their body enough. 
Yes, and, and most of us get easily disconnected as we go through the day and, you know, we have all these devices around us. It's very easy to disconnect from the body and not to be able to feel anymore, as you say. So that's a very important concept. That I, that's why I'm doing those mind-guided body scans because people go into some form of uh, relaxation, hypnosis. And, and I'm, I totally understand that no, not everybody can do yoga. My patients come to me and say, doctor, there's no way. You're not going to make me stand on my head. And I say, stop, you don't need to step on your head. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be an acrobat. There's, all you need to do is learn how to breathe again. And that can be done through different things. It can be done through a, a type of exercise that you like, or it can be done through meditation. But really breathing deep is what people are missing. When we get stressed, we start breathing superficially, and all these things are, are happening now, but there's a stress cascade that starts, and then we release certain hormones, and some hormonal imbalances are due to that. So we, we really need to learn how to rebreathe, and that can be done in different ways. And by relearning how to breathe, we reconnect with the body. Now, the, the mind-guided body scans are just a visitation of all that. And as we visit our body, we learn that we have an inner pharmacy. That's what I call the inner pharmacy that we can pro actually produce inside ourselves what we need, the hormones and whatever we need to be in balance. Can you explain your technique of the mind-body scan? So I, I wish I could demonstrate it right now. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a way to it's a way to uh, get into the body. So I, it it started I you know when I was a child I, I saw this movie, um, The Voyage, uh, and uh, it's basically a science fiction movie from the 60s where they shrink a team of researchers in a vessel and they inject it into the human body. So they are microscopic as, as a red blood cell, and they go uh, through the blood vessels and they see what's happening in the body. And I was fascinated. That's probably what, one of the things that motivated me to become a doctor because I really thought, wow, we have a whole world inside of us that we know nothing of. And, you know, it's also very microscopic. So as much as we have a big universe outside, all these galaxies and planets, we have a lot of atoms and a lot of things going on within ourselves that are very small and in, almost infinite. So by visiting that as a child, I was, you know, I was looking at my mother had some anatomy book at home for some reason. She wasn't a doctor, but she had those anatomy books. And I was looking at the anatomy books and figuring out what would happen if I was going into my body and try to heal myself. And if something was hurting, I wanted to, see it with my inner eyes so it's I, I developed my own science fiction method basically as a child and going through the years I intuitively learned how to do that just you know relax whenever I have a headache or something I go into my body and I try to visualize what happens where it happens and by kind of localizing where it is even so broadly we can send some thoughts put some focus on it and as we focus on it and we breathe through it we can release the pain we can help a lot of things in our body mm. so i'm not saying that 
you know, you can heal everything, and maybe we can, but I don't know. But it's uh, it's a big part of healing, I believe, that I like to include in my practice. And so I've been uh, doing workshops, and uh, if anything, everybody feels very regenerated after this, just because it's such a mind-body-spirit connection that people experience that they really feel a burst of energy after that. Mm, I love and that. And it's, uh, it's also a healing journey. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, you know, I think just by the way you were describing it, it's really just connecting to your own uh, inner being and focusing on those little areas. I learned early on myself that I, my because I was an athlete, I was very much in control with my body and my power and stamina and what I'm capable of doing since, you know, such a young age. And when I was in college, I was around like crazy, like people who wanted to party a lot at the dorms and I couldn't get any sleep. So I learned on how to self-hypnotize my body, you know, and just getting my each body part. And I started from my feet, going up through into my head. And at like 18 years old, I started hypnotizing my body just so that I can go to sleep. And it has been very, very powerful. So we have the power within ourselves to be able to recognize uh, what you're talking about, whether it's pain or sensations or feelings. Sometimes we have trapped feelings or emotions in our body parts, and you can release that. And I'm really glad that you explained that. Thank you for, for sharing that story. So in your book, <laughs> you also go into about, you mentioned about the physical body being imbalanced, and then you also mentioned about having clarity in our mind, you know, being clear. Uh, what is it something that we can do today to start opening up and clearing up our mind? Because a lot of us have so much, so many things piled up on our day-to-day -day lives that we get confused, we lose our memory, we cannot focus, we have trouble uh uh, with words, uh, and, and even remembering what we're supposed to be doing. So can you help us in that manner? Well, there, there are two things. First of all, there's too much going on. And when there's too much going on in, in the brain, we need to store some of that stuff in a drawer. <laughs> so somehow uh, the memories get stored during sleep. And this is something that not many people know, but there, this is a time during the, the REM phase of the sleep, which is uh, an active phase of sleep where we dream, we also store memory, we detoxify, we uh, burn a lot of calories. Uh, that's why people who don't sleep sometimes have tendency to retain the weight. But mainly we store memories. So when the first thing we need to do is sleep. And I know there's a lot of uh, sleep is, uh, is a topic on its own because there's a lot of sleep disturbances, especially with this pandemic. But trying to have uh, sleep hygiene and make sure that we have a certain set of hours that are just here for our sleep, have respect for that, then we can have this REM sleep and start storing memories. But also, it's not by addressing the mind directly that we're going to help that because there's too much. It used to be that, you know, we could analyze our thoughts and say, okay, I want to think that, but this I can think later. It's not possible anymore because everything is, is coming at us from so many sources and we feel like we need to attend everything. So in order for the mind to come down, 
it's not enough to talk to the mind. We need to, to do something else. And what I realized, that's why I really prescribe breath work to my patients, is that when we breathe, we focus on the breathing and it clears the mind. It has a clearing effect on the mind. And then, you know, those, those thoughts that are more important are coming to us. We have more of a sense of priority somehow. It gets us more grounded. Because when we have too many thoughts at a time, you know, we get overwhelmed and we're not grounded anymore. And we don't even know which one is a priority. So breathing is really what I use to clear the mind. With breathing, do you do it, uh, do you recommend doing it sitting up, laying down? Uh, what's the action of the breath that you recommend so that people that are listening today can just do it right now as you and I are speaking? Yes. So it's, it's basically breathing deeper and slower because we, we know from, from yoga, you know, the, the yogi who uh, lives so long and, and we know that breathing deeper and longer prolongs life. If we take short superficial breaths, basically we shorten our lives because we don't bring enough blood flow to the body and the cardiovascular system is not as efficient. So Deep breathing can be done in different ways, of course. And, you know, the, the, part, the breathing program that I have has so many forms of breathing. But basically, it's more taking deep, deep inhale into the lungs and expand the chest as much, as much as possible, as much as we can contain in the lungs and exhaling as deep as we can, which we don't, we don't even know how breathing, our breathing capacity because we don't exploit it. We don't work on our breathing capacity in the modern society. We don't even realize we're breathing all day. So becoming conscious of it and breathing very deeply, a little forcefully, not uh, the type of breathing that we do in yoga to relax, uh, a, breathing, a breathing that expands you so much that you feel like you're forcing a little bit. So... I wish I could show you because, you know, it's on the phone. It's a little more uh, tricky, but like, okay, let, let me try that. Let me take a deep breath with you. So like inhale, 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 and extend your lungs as you inhale. Continue inhaling. You can inhale a little more and then exhale. And exhale as deep as you can. Oh, this is clearly different from yoga breath. It, not yoga breath, but uh, diaphragmatic breathing. Because what I am feeling when I do that is, although after the first breath, I felt like I was, I was um, expanding and taking in as much as I can. As you said, inhale, inhale, inhale. I could clearly put more into my lungs. Yes. And that is a phenomenal feeling. It was much more, it's an active breathing and you can feel the pressure in your body. You can really feel the pressure in your lungs and even in your belly. I felt it very much in the belly. Yes, because you know, you're moving your diaphragm also. And uh, what, what happens mainly is that you're expanding your chest. We're not used to do that. And a lot of people have, you know, hunch over posture today because of the nature of our lives. We don't expand our chest enough and uh, exercising helps, yes. But breathing itself can open the chest and help the posture because we're triggering all these 
intercostal muscles, the little muscles that we have been between the ribs. And as we age, they tend to become weaker. And as we hunch over also, our lungs are kind of compressed, our heart is compressed. So we're getting less of life, less, less of air and what we need. So that's what, that's what you're feeling. Sometimes inhaling that forcefully can get you a little dizzy, but it's good. Well, you know, there are a lot of times with my patients, I question them and I ask them, uh, Dr. Evie, are you someone who actually breathes out and holds your breath and doesn't take a deep breath back in? Just in general, a lot of people actually do not breathe consistently, regularly, and naturally. They they will breathe out after they've talked, let's say, or um, I'm breathing out and exhaled, and then they literally hold their breath, and you can feel the tension in their body. Or some of the people actually, they they don't even breathe, they, um, they hold their breath in the front end. You know what I mean? They breathe in and then just hold their breath. Or they're, they breathe out and they talk, and then they hold the breath then. So a lot of breath holders are around. And I find that by doing the deep breathing, I am sure your practice that you just mentioned will help reset that. Because when you hold your breath, you're in sympathetic dominant yes, state. Absolutely. Your natural relaxation state is not activated. You're activating your sympathetic dominant state, which means you're in this fight flight state. And I think with your breath that you're teaching right now is to activate and reset, reset the parasympathetic nervous system. Yes, and it becomes second nature. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing during the day. Sometimes I'm conscious of my breath, but like everybody, we go through the day and we don't even notice our breath. But what if you do that practice, then it becomes second nature. You, you practice breathing every day. And we're not talking about an extensive practice. You know, I used to, uh, to use the heart math method where you just uh, breathe into your heart every, uh, every hour you take a minute just to breathe into your heart, just to feel that you're breathing <laughs> and mm-hmm. expanding your chest. Just that is, is something. But if we can, of course, the more we can do, the better it is for our health. But just becoming conscious of breathing is essential. Mm. Well, thank you. That was great. I, I really enjoyed that. So, you know, we only got a few more minutes. I'd like to just ask you, uh, what would you like people to get out of your book? What's the main ahas or tips that you would like the, the people to get out of reading your book and practicing it? Well, I'd like, I'd like for people to understand that they really have power within themselves, that exploring a little more of what's happening within themselves is going to help them having a better collaboration with their doctor. It's going to help them first being happier, feeling stronger about their health. Because when we don't know, knowledge is power. When we don't know what's happening within ourselves, we feel vulnerable. And we can, you know, we can go see the doctor and have good lab results and everything. But if we don't feel good, then it's what good is it? So knowing how to go within ourselves and understanding what really is happening is the message that I'm really giving. And trusting, trusting that the body can re-equilibrate itself, that it's, we can do it ourselves. Mm, thank you. The innate intelligence is so powerful. Thank you. Dr. Evie, where can we learn more about your, you and your practice as well as your book? Where can we find more about you? 
Uh, okay, so EvelyneLeon.com is my website, and uh, I think everything uh, guides you towards the book there. And uh, I also do uh, workshops, um, and it's MikeKajabi.com dot EvelyneLeon slash EvelyneLeon, and those uh, those workshops have uh, breathing programs there. Uh, I offer regularly workshops, and uh, I will post them on my website. They're they're regularly there, and you can also make an appointment through the website by requesting an appointment on the website. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Evie. Such great information. Congratulations on your great book, Into the Heart of Health. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you. Great information. All right. Wow. Gosh. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I know you've learned a great deal of valuable information, so do share the show with your loved ones. It can change your life for the better. Definitely go out there and get that book, Into the Heart of Health. It's available on, on Amazon and elsewhere. Again, her website is evelynleon.com or instituteofconscioushealth.com. Uh, if you need to... Any, any help, if you need any help in digging deeper with your health issues, I work with people globally through phone and Skype consultations. My contact info is available on my website, drsuzanne.com. Until next time, go out there and live your best life today, full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the Wellness for Life show right here on Radio MD. Stay well.